It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you again for joining me today. Today, I'm going to do a little bit of follow-up and start the show with follow-up on some of the past Sex in the News items. And one of the first I'm going to talk about is an individual who, in essence, lost his, uh, his uh, home, his job, they say his mind, his marriage, as a result of the uh, Ashley Madison hack. And this is a, an individual by the name of David Brown, and he was a uh, 167, $167,500,000 a year as a school boss. And this is, he was in Bergen County, I believe, in uh, New Jersey. And as a a prominent New Jersey educator, there we go. So he burned down the garage beside his house, uh, ended up having to resign his job. His wife then, you know, files for divorce. And, you know, I went online. I, I didn't see this until today. But I went online over the weekend to see whether or not Ashley Madison was still operational. And it appears that it is. Uh, but I look at it and I go and it says, you know, uh, guaranteed secure. Listen, if you've got hackers after you, it's not going to be so secure, okay? But what I looked at with this is he's going to be spending a lot of time thinking about, oh, you know, um, maybe I shouldn't have done that thing and lied about what I was doing. There are times when, and, and you know, there's, and, and what I'm going to cover today, actually, the, the, the meat of today's uh, show is going to be about how do you love and how are you showing up in your relationships. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is I was on a uh, coaching call this morning, and there were, you know, four of us on this call. And one of the things that I am so well aware of is that even with supposedly the best intentions, there are many people who do not walk their talk. And it was a discussion about a company where this person is claiming things, asking people to donate money, uh, taking money from people who simply don't have it, and lying about it under the guise of you, you know, sort of like the, the crumbs at the end of the rainbow that'll be, you know, so golden when you get there. And when I look at it's kind of like, at what point do they turn the light on 
in their own head to see what they're doing. Because invariably, the rest of the world is seeing what she's doing. The people who are following what this person is doing are, uh, some of them are, are looking for, you know, the great white hope, or they might not feel confident about themselves. But as soon as someone gets to a certain point that you are, it's kind of like, uh, listen, um, I'm taking my little tricycle and I'm going home and you can go play by yourself. Because this woman is, she and her husband are bald-faced lying about what they're doing and yet they know they're doing it. So this, this individual, this David Brown, he knew what he was doing. And, you know, he took a medical leave of absence and, you know, bottom line is, the meltdown that he that he went to, he you know burned down the garage on the side of his house, and he had you know numerous injuries. So, what I ask people to do is, if you are in a relationship, please you know think before you do something. Don't think that people won't find out. Ooh, yes they will. And you know the thing is, when they talk about it only being the men who are fooling around. Heck, there's lots of women who fool around, too. And you just have to be prepared for what you're putting at risk. Interestingly enough, I had a great conversation with a woman who I did a, a show with, um, Ali Lopreet. So I'm, I'm going to put that link into the um, post for you. She has a show called uh, This Little Parent Stayed Home, where she wants to empower parents to create their own careers out of their home so that they can parent their children, so they don't give up you know, the, the parenting to someone else. And she and I were talking that one of the things that, that people that she knows will do is if they have, a, you know, like they get a crush on someone, that is something that fuels their own excitement about their partner. And they talk to their partner about what, what's happened, and this is something that, um, you know, they, they then discuss why they found this person uh, interesting now and why the person, you know, was attractive for them. Yet, as this person said, they would not ever put their marriage or their children's, you know, you know, stability at risk. They just wouldn't do that. They wouldn't cross that line. But mentally, it's almost like, it's like that fantasizing. And many couples fantasize. The issue becomes when one starts to often act on fantasies, oopsie, because uh, fantasies, go exactly the way you want in your brain. There's no question it's going to do exactly what you want, which is why when people sometimes will get involved in a fantasy uh, play or do something that they fantasized about, interestingly enough, it doesn't go exactly the way they think. Well, that should not be a surprise. There's another person involved in this. What, she, what we also talked about is she's been working on a play over the summer. This is Allie, Allie Lopreet. And there was a young woman... There, they were at a party, and Allie was, you know, 10, 15 years older than the majority of people who were in the play, and you know, she's in her early 30s. And they, what ended up happening is this girl said, well, I'm, you know, uh, she, pardon me, she's mid-30s, whatever, but this girl said, I met someone who was really interesting here at, you know, and yet this other couple came over and said, hey, look, you promised you'd do a threesome with us tonight, and you know, I'm going to be really pissed off if you don't live up to your, you know, threesome commitment. Well, 
here this young woman had an opportunity. She'd met this other, you know, uh, young man that she thought was going to be really interesting. And then what ended up happening is this couple were going, well, you can't, you can't go out with him. You have to come and do the threesome with us. And she, she was asking Ali, she says, well, what do you think I should do? And in all actuality, this is a classic example of make sure your boundaries are clear. And when people are younger, I, I mean, what's the comment? There's, it, it isn't until age 27 that your brain's, you know, development is complete for cognition, for judgment, all of these things. So at age 18, you know, you're, you know, got a whole lot of growing up time. And so this young woman ended up going for the threesome, texted her later saying, wow, had the threesome, woo it was great. Yet, you know, she didn't really take care of what her own wishes were. And that's one of the things that when I talk to people about love and how do you love, it's not what the other person wants. It's more of how well do you love yourself. Now, we're, we're going to talk about that when we get into the second segment. Um, another uh, sex in the news that I uh, looked at today, there was a young woman who was in Newfoundland. I don't know where in Newfoundland in Canada. Her name is Linnell Cantel, Cantwell. And this site had been put up, and they were talking about who is the ugliest girl in the, a particular grade. Now, what is the matter with people? that they would do something like this that is just so nasty. But again, so what she did is she turned this completely on its ear, and she responded back to the, um, the people who were bullying her. And I thought, good for you. That's outstanding. And what she, what she did is she did a, a, a post and saying, you know, I feel really sorry for you. And... Yeah, admittedly, I don't have, you know, I don't have a, you know, the, the best body. I don't have, I'm, you know, this size. I realize that I have, uh, you know, a double chin. But what she did is she just turned it around and said, that's it. I feel sorry for you because you are the person, you know, what makes you think you can be so mean and so nasty to someone? And she said, you know, I'm sorry that your life is so miserable that you have to try and bring others down. To the 12 people who voted for me to bring me to fourth place, I'm sorry for you too. And, you know, what you don't know about me as a person is, yeah, I'm not the prettiest thing to look at, but, and I don't have a perfect smile, perfect, but, you know, why is it that you get your amusement out of making people feel like shit? I'm sorry that you'll never get the chance to know the kind of person that I am. And... And she finishes it off with, you know, listen, just because we don't look perfect on the outside does not mean we are ugly. If that's your idea of ugly, then I feel sorry for you. Like, seriously, get a life. Isn't that outstanding? Perfect. And we're, and we're coming up to our first break here. So I love the fact that she totally spun that the bullying on the fear. And people, you know, just stepped up uh, on social media and said, hey, we're, you know, we support you. And another one that I looked at today, which um, is the grapefruit oral sex technique. And it was a young woman who wrote about this for Cosmo and said the grapefruit, you know, thing, and I can't remember, and I'll, I'll go over it when we come back after the break, and I'll go into more detail on it. But she said, 
I figured, what the heck? You know, why don't I, you know, let's see whether or not this actually lives up to what it's supposed to do. So uh, today is we're going to be, we're just discovering some stuff of Sex in the News. We're going to go to our first break here. Then I'm going to come back, go over one more thing, and then go into, because we're coming into the end of the year and people are being more introspective. How do you love? How do you take care of your relationships? You know, there's plenty of people who say they're going to be doing things, but they don't. So we'll give you some instruction on how to coach yourself. Please stay with me. I'll be right back with more Sex in the News. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. We all know how important it is to drink water throughout the day. It is especially crucial when the temperatures are high and it is oh so hot. Drinking water is also a significant element in weight loss. Why is that? Water, like food, takes up room in your stomach and it curbs your appetite. According to Eat This, Not That, a study was conducted by the American Chemical Society. They found that dieters who ate low-calorie foods, who drank two cups of water, which is 16 ounces, lost nearly five more pounds in 12 weeks than dieters who did not consume that much water. Drinking water gives you a feeling of fullness, so when you eat, you eat less. Drinking eight glasses of water a day aids in weight loss and has innumerable benefits. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Um, before the break, I was talking about the um, uh, uh, oral sex technique that involves the grapefruit. And there's a woman who, I remember last year, and she talked about using a ring of grapefruit to used on the penis along with your mouth. And what you're supposed to do is sort of uh, put things, keep him in the dark, blindfold him or turn the lights out or, you know, whatever it is. And my initial thoughts was, okay, uh, what happens? Hopefully there's no, you know, uh, area that might um, have a little nick on it or something because we know that that grapefruit, like orange juice or lemon juice, is citric acid, so that might be a little stinging. So we don't want that. But this woman from Cosmo wrote, and she said, I figured what the heck, I'd try it. Well, she did say that it was something that, you know, he, her boyfriend very much enjoyed. And that, but to one thing she did caution people about is make sure that you have a towel underneath his hips because he, otherwise you've got grapefruit juice all over the place. 
So, anyways, so it's done in combination with what would be a normal oral sex technique. Um, she didn't go into tremendous detail on it, but she did say that, you know, it's a, creates a different sensation. Now, my thought is, okay, I think you're going to have to make sure that you have your grapefruit. Ah, it's not refrigerated because otherwise, mm, that's, you know, the chilliness. I do know some women um, and men who have used the heat of their mouth and then an ice cube on the scrotum, and they have said that that has been highly pleasurable, particularly when it's hot weather. So there's a coolness impact plus a heat impact, so that expands the sensation of the uh, the temperature gradient, if one were, one were to say. And one other final thing on Sex in the News, it is a, an Australian documentary or Australian show that's going to be done, and it was uh, about a young woman who is, is, is saying that she is uh, addicted to porn. Now, I my concern with this, so she's 19 years old, and she said that she has been addicted to uh, porn since she was eight years old. So <clears throat> can, can I have one show and, and hands for people saying, how did she start being, you know, looking at porn at eight years old? Where were her parents, you know? So she said she first started looking at it. And here's the thing I want people to be aware of. Our brains and our thoughts are so powerful. And you, when you download something, you are literally setting up a nerve response pathway. So that's why if, you know, the, the comment is garbage in, garbage out as to what you're looking at. If you want to make yourself be really upset during the day, just keep watching all the news that gets sent to you from all of these so-called media outlets. That's one of the most controlled areas in and on this planet. So much of the crap that gets put out there. I mean, like, do I really care about Kim Kardashian's baby? No. Do I really care about, you know, these things that mean nothing? This is a world where it's time that we started really taking care of the planet and taking care of what's important, not nonsensical things that are only negative and only about violence. So anyways, what this young woman said is that she wishes she'd never really seen it because what happened is she started off looking at vanilla, quite very vanilla, and, you know, heterosexual, and then she said it became more violent and into rough sex, and then she wanted to be choked. And so she said that literally this is what happened in her own relationship. She started living out those, those fantasies in porn that other people had scripted. And her comment was, you know, it, it, it really, I wish I'd not seen them. And I remember doing a presentation for severely injured, for severely injured soldiers. And one of the gentlemen said, he said, I don't want this in my marital bed. I don't want those images. And he knew well enough that this was not something that when he was with his wife, and they were a, a very you know, religious couple, but he said 
He did not want that image in his head. And one of the things people have to be aware of is that a lot of porn, even if it's, you know, amateur porn, <laughs> but sometimes people will do it and they'll go like, whoa, I didn't look nearly as nifty as I thought it was going to look. It's like, uh, yeah, no kidding. But what it does is this is someone's fantasy that they're living out. It's not necessarily real people. So, but the, the thing that I, I like that she said, this ended up becoming what was her template for what she was wanting to try sexually. And then she realized it really wasn't what she wanted to be doing. And she wants to try, she, she's trying to stop it. But the important thing about that is if you're trying to get your mindset off of something, you have to lay down another mindset over top of it, okay? So let's jump right into this thing here. How do you love? Hmm? Do you think it's just with your heart? Do you think it's with your head? Is it a combination of both of them? Or are you being schooled on how to love based on having someone else want to love you? And I'm going to make a strong suggestion that that's the wrong way to go about doing it. If you are loving towards yourself, that is magnetic for you. And the more fun you are having with you, the more you are going to attract someone or the more you're going to turn your own relationship, you know, spin it around, put something back into it. And Anytime you've been in a relationship for a period of time, yeah, things become pretty same-same. Yet, there's, you know, the one thing that's good about that is that there is the, the stability and the feeling of it being solid. But the other thing about it is then people become complacent or they're not, you know, stepping up to the plate or they're not keeping themselves as aware or focused on their partner. And that's where, you know, and then if you have children involved in the mix, then you've got, now, let's be really honest, children are parasites, okay? That's just the only way to describe them. They take your life, they take your money, they take your time, they, it's everything. Now, much beloved, but that is truly what you have to be aware of for yourself. And also, if you are, giving all of your time to someone, you have to, you have to make sure you keep some for yourself. As, you know, for me, one of the things, just to give yourself an idea, what I'd like to, you know, how do you love yourself? I'm going to turn this into kind of like a little self-coaching session today because I also do life coaching. And the reason I started doing it is, A, it was a way to expand as a service package for people, that I could do this. And also, many times, we will look at things only through our own experiences. And sometimes, we need to expand what we're looking at. So, when, and we also need to have a time when we can be quiet. Because in order to create, you need to have a slowdown of all the stuff that's bombarding you. And when we look at people now, they are so wired in to everything. 
bathe. And if you're still someone who's using a Bluetooth on the side of your head, can you please get that off? If you are going to be using a phone, please do not hold it up to the side of your head. We are electronic. We are wet cell batteries. Every single thing we do is a positive and negative charge. All of the nutrients, all of the things that happen, the nerve impulses, they are all positive and negative charges across membrane barriers. That's what we are. So why would we not think that something that is electronic, that is the electronic magnetic frequencies coming off of things, are not going to impact us? They will. Then we also have constant music, the, uh, you know, eyeballs on a screen. And what that does is it takes you away from the ability to pay attention to someone else. And what I tell people is, look, yes, it might be fun in the evening to sort of decompress and watch a TV show together. But what you're actually doing is you're giving all of your attention to the TV, not to the partner. And that is difficult to do in this day and age because many times that is the decompressed zone for many people. So what I ask people to do is look at what kind of loving things do you do for yourself in a day? Is that a fun phone call to a friend to say, hey, you know, I just, I just need to have, I made an appointment actually to do that with one of my best friends, with Sandra Becker, and we're going to have lunch tomorrow on the phone. That is going to be our time because our days end up having so much stuff in it. So instead of getting together for lunch, we're going to be on the phone, have lunch, and have a good, you know, catch-up. And what I also try to do is give myself some meditative time, whether that's just before I go to bed, I do that, or when I first get up in the morning, and give myself a time to just have it be about me. And then what I also do is I try and read something that will expand my mind, whether that is, you know, an article in, you know, something such as, you know, the quest for the cure continues, you know, the truth about cancer, Um, whether it is reading about some of the floral essences or finding something else. I work every day. And this makes me so happy, and it makes me feel very loved that I would take care of myself by learning something new every day. That's crucial for me. It may not be for you. What I also look for is how can I create something that de-stresses me? Because then I show up better in business relationships, in personal relationships, when I don't have, when I don't walk through a room and go, oh, my God, I have so much stuff to do. That so important, particularly for women, because we end up having so many things. Our brain goes so many different places at one time that if we need to have the time to slow down so that we can focus, we need to get some of those things cleared out of the way. So we're coming up to my the second break, and what I'm going to talk about when we come back is coaching yourself. Stay with me. I'll be right back. This is sex. 
Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. how some city nicknames came about. For instance, why is Philadelphia called the city of brotherly love? Have you been to Philadelphia lately? The peace-loving Quakers founded the town and Philadelphia in Greek translates literally to the city of brotherly love. How about Dallas, the big D? That nickname came from a 1950s musical entitled The Most Happy Fella. A character sings a song about Dallas, which includes the lyrics, Big D, little A, double L, A, S. Where did the big EC come from? During Prohibition, there were so few cops in New Orleans, so there were a lot of illegal bars. What's another word for bar hopping? Poppination. But no matter the nickname, most people are loyal to their cities. What's another word for a person with a lot of devotion to their town? A glue-go. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And if you have any questions that you would like to specifically ask me, send it to me through um, email. I, you know, I Facebook and I tweet, but the best way to get anything to me is through my office at loopadget.com, that email, and I will, I, I answer the questions myself. I do not have pat answers. So if there's something you might want to know about or something you'd like me to cover, please let me know. So, again, that's office at loopadget.com. So, coaching yourself. And, you know, what the biggest thing about coaching, what it necessitates, is being really honest with yourself, okay? If you are, you know, you have to have the clarity of what it is you are seeing. As an example, talking this morning about the, the company where, this person is not walking their talk. One of the people who is working with them has 
and has been told constantly and regularly by other people who are coaching that, and, and they requested the coaching, that they need to get their ego out of the way. And they still won't. And there are times when you might be working with someone or in a relationship with someone, either in your home or in your office, and you can just see it's not changing. You're doing exactly the same thing again and again and again. And what do you do if you're dealing with someone, if you, you know, are in a relationship with that kind of person, if you love that kind of person? The one thing you can do if someone doesn't see what's going on with them, don't have your reaction. This is the coaching part of it. Your reaction is not to try and fix them, okay? Your reaction is to not, if someone is being um, a bully or someone is being, you know, your job is not to go in there and say, listen, <clears throat> you're being a bully. The thing that will make the difference is you making sure you put yourself first. Remember I talked about love yourself first. Do something loving for you that does not engage that behavior. So you don't, if they're being bullying, you don't bully back. Because what that is, whether you call it law of attraction, whether you call it being magnetic, that is what will occur. So if someone is being uh, suspicious about what you're doing, it's not that, you know, you should then be suspicious about what they're doing. To the contrary, you can be, hey, you know, it's, you can see exactly what I'm doing here. Not a problem. What you've done is you've not had them be in, in control or they're not running the conversation. Because what you do if you respond to what their behavior is, and sometimes it's going to be tough because sometimes someone may be being a complete jackass and you want to respond to it. Yet what that happens is you shift the power over to them. And really what you want to do is when you're taking care of yourself, your relationship, how you love, you need to take care of you first. And I went through a really big upset with this earlier this year with a family member. And to put it mildly, it really shook me down to my toes in a way I, I never expected because it was the thing that I feared the most. Well, guess what happens if you fear something? It shows up. And what I needed to do was emotionally just try and balance myself because I was in a state of panic and franticness because of the details of what was going on. And instead of having what their behavior was run my, how I was taking care of myself and what my life was like, I literally had to do a disconnect. And was it difficult? Unbelievably. Um, was it, you know, create turmoil? Absolutely. But sometimes that's what you have to do. Okay? Now, next question I'd ask people to do, do you really know you? Because wherever you are in a relationship, whether, you know, it's a marriage or it's a sexual relationship, do you know how you're showing up? Are you showing up in, you know, in a way that um, supports someone? Are you showing up in a way that has them know that they're appreciated? That's one of the things that, again, 
the more that you are kinder to yourself, the more you can be kind to someone else. Another thing I ask people to look at is, have you done work on yourself? Because many times people think they have. And, you know, I've also seen situations where people are in long-term relationships. They've gone through therapy. They paid for a lot of therapy, but they're still doing similar things. There are times if you have a really good therapist, you should be able to go in, have the therapy be done, and then it's not about creating an ongoing annuity for a therapist. This is, you, I, I had a friend of mine who this guy was, he was still in therapy like four years after the fact with the same therapist. And I'm like, how good could this therapist be? And the guy was still exhibiting the same behaviors. But there are times for some people, the only reason they want to be in therapy is because then someone's going to listen to them. <laughs> and, you know, but I really think that you have to know yourself. And when you are looking for someone to be loving and someone to be sharing your world, you have to have the feeling and be aware of what it is that is going to make you feel good. You do not want someone around who makes a point of having you not feel good about yourself. What's the point in that? Don't do it. Don't do it about a friend. Don't do it, you know, you want to have things that support you. We have enough things that tell us that things aren't working, and particularly in the area of sexuality. We have way too many people telling us the things we're not doing right or that we're going to be judged by it, right? So when you're wanting to build your relationship and build yourself, you have to look at you. So, as an example, in the coaching, let's say you see someone who has what you think is a life or an attitude that you like. You know, do they have what you want? Are you looking at someone, are you around people that have the things that you want in your life? Like, you want to be happy. If you're a woman and you want to get divorced, Hang out with other, other women who are divorced. Trust me, it's likely to happen. There is something about that that I see it happen on a regular basis. And, you know, that's not, that doesn't put you in a place of you want to be around people who enjoy being around one another, right? Otherwise, why are you there? So, and sometimes people will say from a coaching standpoint, have they been where you've been? Have they been where you've been, and did they, did they go through similar things that you went through? That's also someone who can, you know, give you the brass tacks of, this is what I did, this is how it worked, and this is where I am right now. Now, there's also times when all of us go through the ups and downs of, oh, God, that was awful, you know, whether it's something in a, in a career area or within our own relationships or it might have been the end of a marriage. And yet, there are times when you go back and look at what did I get out of that, chances are you discovered you can go through so much more than you had any idea. I mean, I know for me that when my marriage ended, man, I was, you know, the first thing that showed up for me is, wow, all of those dreams that I had of how my life was going to 
evolve and how my life was going to go forward, they all just ended. And what I also looked at was I had had an idea that, okay, now is the time for me to get married. That's why I can say with such unbelievable certainty, get married because it is the right person, not because it is the right time. Okay? I can tell you unequivocally that that was something where I said, oh, okay, well, I guess it's time for me to get married. Now, what that did is skewed how I was looking at how the world was coming. What what it also did was within six weeks, there were two men who showed up, boom, right in front of me. And so the law of attraction, okay, it's time to, and both were really, you know, on, on, you know, initial presentation. Terrific. Yet, when I made the decision, I was making it based on a timetable, not necessarily who was going to be the best person. But I will tell you that the stuff that I learned in my marriage are the things that were foundational for me to be able to talk to people when they are going into a relationship, when they are looking at loving themselves, when they are looking at doing work on themselves. Because no one could have told me some of the things that I learned coming out of my marriage or being in my marriage. And one of the things I'll tell couples is, look, there's probably no place in the world that is lonelier than a marriage bed with someone who does not want to be there with you. No place. Because the world is sort of viewing you as a couple and that that's where your support system is. And when you are so isolated and alone like that, there is no loneliness that is lonelier because you really can't talk to people about it, particularly if you're feeling embarrassed or you feel badly about it. So when we come back, I'm going to do more coming up to our final break here talking about coaching you to have the love, to have the sex, to have the relationships the way you want them. Because many times we think we know, and but we don't ask ourselves enough questions. And part of this is, you know, shows that will tell you, listen, do you like this look? Do you like that look? What are the things? And you have to be honest with yourself. Here come the tunes. Stay with me, and I'll come back on hosting you into a great relationship. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. 
This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on TogiNet. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome to TogiNet, cutting edge radio. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. So, sex talk today is about getting you into a kind of relationship that you want. And this is kind of, this is, you know, the personal coaching. Because, you know, you can have sex. That's, listen, you know, the activity of being sexual is pretty easy. What most people want is they want someone who not only uh, gets them or understands them on a physical level, but that likes to be around them and emotionally gets them and is emotionally supportive for them. So I'm going to talk to you about getting into the type of relationship you want. So when you're looking at the things, now, just because someone is of a different religion, that doesn't, that's not a deal breaker for most people. The thing that ends up creating issues about religion is when people have children. At that point, they then all of a sudden become like, oh, my God, well, they have to be raised, blah, blah, blah. But prior to that, most people kind of like, listen, you know, if you have a spirituality, I'm, you know, you have yours, I have mine, but, you know, as long as you're not telling me I have to have yours. So what were your last relationships like? What is your relationship like right now? Is it giving you what you want? Does it feel, you know, do you or do you want to expand it? So I'm going to be talking about this as kind of like people who are in relationships and people who want to be in a relationship. And what you have to look at part of it is what was your, what's your history? What is your relationship history? Are you a relationship person? And are you seeing that the reasons things end are often all in your sandbox. Are you finding reasons why someone, you're always looking for why someone's not going to work instead of looking for why it would work? And that can be that, you know, you grew up in a household that was very judgmental. So all you learned to do was judge as opposed to someone who would be inclusive or inviting. And the big thing that many people overlook when they are in, they think they have this, this, you know, this very specific look of what is the, you know, their, their partner or they want their partner to look a particular way. Okay, you can get that look, but look, on the inside, energetically, it may not be a match for you at all. So what are the qualities that you want in a mate? Um, you know, ideally, if we could, one would look for something that is, you know, similar to our own things. But you may be someone who you know 
you are um, scattered when it comes to doing things in the area of finances or you are someone who really loves to have a good time and go out and party, well, chances are you're probably not going to be best with someone who is a homebody or someone who really enjoys you know, staying at home, not being social. But you, you need to be, you know, again, as I talked about before, are you around people that are happy? Are you being around people that have the kind of things that you want? Are you being around people that are motivated? Are you being around people who have the job that they like? Because that then crosses over for you to have the type of job that you want. So do you think you really are ready for uh, a relationship or marriage now? Are you prepared? And do you know what your deal breakers are in relationships? For me, there's no question. One of them is infidelity. That is, and whether that is old-fashioned or whether that is whatever it is, that is a, that's a deal breaker for me. I, you know, it's not to say that I would not stay in a relationship if that happened. The chances are the answer to that is no. Mm-mm. And the reason is that was the thing that happened in my own marriage is that he fooled around. Now, here's the other thing you have to look at. Or that, you know, was that a pattern of behavior in the person before? And it was. He fooled around all the time. He fooled around on his first wife. And so this is not, did I know enough about this person? Not as much as I probably should have. And yet, I was of the opinion, oh, it won't be that way for me. Mm, Well, there you go. Now, what is your current living situation? Are you, you know, are you alone? Do you have roommates? Are you living at home? What's going on there? What are, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, do you know what your dreams and goals are that you want to go somewhere, create a life that has, um, expression of, you know, and part of these ideas is when you look at when people are introduced to one another, they often haven't done their homework on themselves. So they're looking outside of themselves before looking inwardly. And that's what personal coaching can help you to do, is to see the things that are blocking you or to see the things that are stopping you, both of which will not then have you be able to have what you want in your life. You want to have majority of people in this world want someone that they can love and be loved. And I don't, and which is, and I say this on a regular basis, which is why you will see people who have very high profile, whether it's a, a sports person or, you know, a model or someone in music, and they basically have, you know, They've got the money, they've got the celebrity, but what they want is they want someone who wants them. So it's no longer that just because they have the money or they have this look or have something, that's no longer an issue. So they, they are together because their, their playing field is a different playing field. That's another thing I will ask people. What playing field are you going after? Are you going after people that will be a, you know, uh, a socially good match for you, 
or are you, I mean, I remember having a conversation with a gentleman who is in his late 40s, early 50s, and he said that his friends were all really upset because they could not find the type of women to go out with that they wanted to. And what these guys were, were out-of-shape guys who drank a lot, okay? Imagine that. And they weren't, you know, they were, I'm sure, lovely enough people, but they weren't, uh, they didn't have a lot of social currency, as I would call it. So they weren't very good-looking. They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a job that had a lot of status. So what they were going after were all of the women that they saw in adult films and in magazines. Well, the women who are modeling at 21, 22, 25, whatever it may be, these women basically have their choice of whoever they wish to be with. So chances are they're not going to be choosing these men. And I said to him, why would they not look at what, you know, is their own sort of their own demographic. And he said, because they have, they have set down a pattern of what turns them on, and those are the only women that turn them on. So going back to the young woman I talked about at the beginning of the show who's being featured in that Australian uh, documentary or Australian show on um, addiction, which, again, I do not say that there's porn addiction. I do say there's compulsive behavior and impulsive behavior, and she absolutely is an example of it has very much impacted her life. And I haven't seen the show, so I don't know whether or not, you know, it's as a result of doing her own uh, work. It seems like, obviously, she's done something, but <clears throat> I don't know the, the details of, of what she's doing. But what happened with these men is that they were only attracted to the women that they were seeing the images of. They were not being attracted to women who were their own age group or who were, you know, uh, a similar look to themselves, and they only wanted these other women. Well, it wasn't going to happen. You know, I mean, let's be, let's be really candid. The other thing, <clears throat> when you're looking at doing something for yourself, look at people and how they have chosen. And if you are choosing based on what someone's look is or what the size of their wallet is or what their job is, Chances are you're not you're you're looking at a, a, a an event over here, and I will use Patty Labelle was on Oprah's show over the weekend, and she said that <clears throat> one of the gentlemen who was one of the temptations they had been engaged, and she said specifically, I realized that I think I might have gotten a little bit celebrity swayed away because she said, I realized, because they were so huge at the time, she said that I realized I was probably more, and she said he was a lovely man, but she said, I realized I was more, you know, in love with the idea of the temptations than actually with him. And I so applaud that. She said, you know, a lovely man just but she said, I realized I was making the decision based on something other than the, who they were. And sometimes it takes, you know, getting stripped down to 
upstairs. You know, you don't have the great job. You don't have the great car. But what you do have is you have a willingness and a heart to go forward. And that's what will have people be attracted to you. Anyone who's going in a particular direction, let me tell you, that person is magnetic. Because when people know the direction that they're going, other people want to follow them. And I'm not kidding. They want to follow them. There's, because I'll tell you, it's not crowded at the front. So when you are looking at <clears throat> the person you want to be, grab hold of that and hang on to it. Don't let anyone take it away from you. Don't let someone tell you, oh, you really don't know what you're doing. If you really feel it in the core of yourself that you do, stick with it. And, and it is a feeling unlike you've ever had before. And it's almost like someone could say something to you and you just go like this. That's nice. But you know what? I'm over here and I'm doing just fine. So thank you very much. And the other thing you need to be honest about is where have you been going to meet people? Where did you meet this person? Is there still a connection, a similarity, or a similar vibe that you both want? Because many times when I talk with people about what they're doing in relationships, there really wasn't a matchup to begin with. There might have been sexual chemistry. There might have been something. But it wasn't something that really had a longevity for it. So please remember to love yourself first. Look for what you, look for what you really want. Know yourself. Do your work. And if you have any questions or you have any comments, please just email me at office at loopadget.com. Thank you for being with me, and I will talk with you next week. Bye for now. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 